This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. And as we look to what this game is going to be like, we got to mm-hmm. we got to do some offense versus defense. Bucks offense, Steelers defense. Love Casey, it. I'm going to start. Well, I'm actually I'm going to let you give us a a, a little start um on on what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Um well, as we've talked about quite a bit, there's a lot going on on this offense when it comes to are they going to run the ball? Are they going to throw the ball? Are they going to get the tight ends involved? Kaylee, you and I have talked about so much of this, but um, you and I have, have discussed, you know, the points that really hit home with us. So, because so, <laughs> you guys know by now, Jolly Rogers and Touchdown fans, Kaylee and I are both very passionate human beings. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're both going to passionately deliver these points because we're putting our coaching hats on. I feel good about this, Kaylee. Um, so my coaching hat when it comes to offense is this run game. Are they going to emphasize on this run game? Are they going to trot into Pittsburgh and think, oh, this Pittsburgh team has really struggled. Uh, they've had one somewhat glimmering hope of a performance in the beginning of the season and then have completely fallen apart since then. So is this the game where they come in and decide we're just going to run the ball down their throat aggressively and call it a day? And I'm kind of struggling with that, Kaylee, because, you know, is that what I want to see? I'm not 100% sold on it. (laughs) If there's more involvement, and you and I have talked about this so much. If, there, if we can get more involvement than just the Lenny show, which we love uh, some pumpkin spice Lenny, as 100%. Kaylee said it. Um, but is this the game where, where, where they feel like that's the only thing that they should do? That's what they should rely on. That's their best option to just make sure that they close things out with the Steelers, making them pay for ever thinking in a day that they could beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting, and I'm glad that you brought up the run game. Casey, uh, I'm going to get into Tom Brady in a second, but when we're looking at this Steelers pass rush, they don't have TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. He was sidelined by injury, and check this out. When the Pittsburgh, like when Pittsburgh doesn't have him, their sacks per game go from 3.5 to 1.4. Their oh. points their points allowed per game go from 20.4 to 27.5. Casey, TJ Watt is not available. Nope. And that is going to allow guys like Rashad White, who we mm-hmm. talked about last yep. week. Actually, just this past Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, it's going to allow a guy like him to shine. How much do you think that they go to a guy like Rashad White uh, and getting him in the mix with Leonard Fournette? Are they going to really be able to push through and kind of own this Steelers pass rush without a guy like TJ Watt? Oh my gosh, I hope so. And I'm so glad that you mentioned what's going on with, with the Steelers pass rush because – This is a team who led the NFL in sacks the past five seasons. 
And all of a sudden, one guy's out. And I don't I, I don't mean to downplay it, but one guy's out. And then all of a sudden, this pass rush is just completely diminished. So that's where I where I get concerned that they're going to want to go in there and just run the ball, uh, run, run, run all day, because this is going to be one of the weakest pass rushes that they're going to go up against in the entire season thus far. So with that said, answering your question, I would love to see them get Rashad White more involved because, you know, we talked about the fact that he was one of the players, one of two that we that we adore, that started to pave the way and allow this offense to drive down the field and and look a little bit more like they have something, you know, brewing together, if you will. And he's getting his confidence about him a bit more. And it's going to take those reps to get that confidence to level up even more. And why not do it against a team that has such a tragic pass rush, if you will. And this is a guy who wasn't even just known for his yards in college. You know, he had over a thousand receiving yards as a running back at Arizona state. So he's a versatile guy. This is why he was an attractive offer. And he can also be a different kind of gap runner, if you will. He has a different vision than Lenny does. He has a different size and frame than Lenny does. So he can probably punch those holes a little bit better and slip out a little bit easier. So I think that this is the best game, one of the best games, if you will, to start really getting Rashad White involved and, and really acclimated in the system and give him confidence at this NFL level rather than putting the whole workhorse load on Leonard Fournette, you know? A hundred percent. I I totally agree. I'm really excited to see what Rashad White can do. You and I have talked about how we want to get more guys into the mix. I know Lenny can carry the team on his back. We've talked about it, but he doesn't need to, yeah. especially for the longevity of keeping him healthy for the season. And you made mm -hmm. some really excellent points about how White is a different style running back than Lenny is. And I'm really excited to see what he can do in case I, I know. Okay. You guys gave me a hard time. I know. I was going to say, who's your workhorse, Kaylee? Who's I your know. Workhorse? I gave, I said, Oh, Tom Brady looks like a human. <laughs> And you said, oh, we're going to throw you off the boat because of I it. I was about to say, can we bring it back to the point where I tried to throw you overboard and you were taking me with you? Yeah, because all I said was Tom Brady is human. But you know what? You know what kind of Tom Brady shows up this week? Superman, Superman. Tom Brady. <laughs> Casey, he's 12 and 3 all time versus the Steelers. Check this out. He has a career 112.2 passer rating specifically against the Steelers over a hundred percent. Like money he has thrown for 34 touchdowns against them and averages about 300 passing yards per game. <laughs> okay. Let me round out the picture of how well Brady does against the Steelers. That's deep. He's the all time leader in quarterback wins passer rating, completion percentage, passing yards per game, touchdown passes, and touchdown interception ratio. You guys, Tom Brady is a freaking super freak against the Steelers, <laughs> and he is going to go off against them this weekend. Put your money on Tom Brady. Take the cover. This <laughs> man is going to go off like I, I, He's gonna I put on know. the steel cape against one of the against the the steel wall that they yeah. used to call themselves. Oh my gosh, he certainly is. And then what did we just talk about? Oh, they have no TJ Watt. Okay, well, guess mm -hmm. what? 
Tom Brady's going to have more time in the pocket. He's going to have more time to look downfield. Oh, guess who he's going to look to? He's going to look to the likes of uh, Evans, Godwin. Guess what? Maybe we even see a little bit more Julio Jones in the mix. Like, who knows? I am telling you, Tom Brady is about to go off on the Steelers. Like, he, this man is going to have a freaking rock star game, and I am here for it. Tom Brady is back. Like, everyone can, like, press pause on the panic button. Tom Brady gets involved big time, has a really, really big game against them. And this – okay, first of all, we just got we just got riled up Kaylee without walk the plank segment. So, ladies and I gentlemen, <laughs> listen to this deeply. Like, take this all in. If you if you listen to any part of the podcast, let that, let that be it. Music to your ears. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. But that makes me want to ask Kaylee, because okay. you, you set that up perfectly. Okay. Does Tom Brady have another 300 plus yard performance? Because as you mentioned, there is no TJ Watt, but you've got the likes of a Devin Bush, a James Pierre, a Miles Jack, a Kim Hayward. And while I'm mentioning all these names that should sound so spooky, they don't. The stats no. just aren't there. You got a Cameron Haywood who got one sack. You got Devin Bush barely doing the minimum. You got Miles Jack coming up second, third of the pack and tackles on the team. And then you got James Pierre leading the team in tackles. And last week, I get it guys. It was the bills, but he got five tackles. He led the team with five tackles. That's so embarrassing. That is very embarrassing. So with that said, you've got this pass rush that maybe shouldn't touch Brady whatsoever. Hopefully no ridiculous passing the rusher calls over here all day in the pocket. As you mentioned, does he go for another 300 yard performance? It would be the third week straight that yeah. the goat puts 100%. up 300. A hundred percent. And Casey, I will tell you why I will tell you why, because it's not just the, the likes of the guys that I mentioned. It's not just, you know, the Evans and the Godwins that are going to be getting involved in this offense. You know why Tom Brady breaks over 300 yards and passing against the Steelers? Because yeah. your favorite group, the tight ends, are yeah. going to be involved. Yep. Cameron Brate, we're expecting him to maybe come back this week. Cameron Brate has 11 receptions for 100 yards. Guess who's on his tail with less you know, games where he's getting targeted than mm -hmm. Cameron Bray. Cade Otten. hey -oh. Music to your ears, Casey. <laughs> Cade Otten has 10 receptions for 76 yards. This tight end group is going to get involved. You know what that means? Okay. You know what? Uh, it, they're going to switch things up. It's not going to yep. be the same play every time. They're going to go to different guys. This, I'm telling you, like mark my words, a hundred percent. Tom Brady's back. The tight ends are going to get involved. No TJ Watt. Like that changes things significantly. And I don't know if they've really recovered from, from losing him. This is a one in four Steelers team. And mm -hmm. I, I just don't think that they have it in them to stop the likes of Tom Brady, this wide receiving core and the tight ends. There's two, and you mentioned Leonard Fournette, Rashad. I mean, like this offense this is their time to shine. I, we haven't made predictions yet, but I promise you they're putting up at least 30 points 
At oh least- my gosh. I, I, I would really genuinely be surprised not to see at least 30 and wow. You're just, you're, you're, you're I'm making you happy over there. I brought yeah. Up- you're describing it. I brought up Kate Otten and your hope. eyes got bright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're giving me hope, Kaylee. Like you're dropping all this knowledge and you're giving me so much hope on Sunday. So now the, 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 the peg has just shifted way higher because get Kate Otten involved. Yep. Do it. And while there's people that want to criticize Cameron Brait, here's the thing. Cameron Brait was the workhorse of this team when Jameis Winston was at the helm. He was the go-to guy that you knew was going to get it done every single time alongside of Mike Evans. Check his stats of 2017-2018, you know, right right before he ended up leaving the team and heading over to the Saints. So a healthy Cameron Brait can be helpful. He's not that middle-of-the-field tight end that can really mow his way down, the, you know, mow people down and mow his way through. But the couple games that he's been in, you know, he's drawn a, a quality penalty, if you will, that the team should have capitalized on one of them and didn't, and you know, did on the other. I want to see more out of Cameron Bray. I want to see more out of this tight end room, just as you said. It was music to my ears. Kate Otten showed a lot of promise on Sunday. There's no reason, once again, if I want to see more developed opportunity and confidence for Rashad White, I want the same opportunity and then some for Kate Otten. You know, get him involved, start teaching him how to be that middle of the field tight end. And I'm the crazy person who's going to go as far to say, I want to see Coquif in the freaking red zone. Let this man score. 100%. Let this man score. Get funky in the red zone. If this team really does come out and play dumpster fire football, get really funky with it. Have fun. Get experimental. Or as you and I have been screaming from the mountaintops, get creative. But don't you dare go in there and try to you know, pass it tight spiral to Mike Evans in the corner of the end zone. It's it's not necessary, not versus this team. Now, Kaylee, I'll mm-hmm. reel in my whole rant because my PTSD is that John Ledger and I sat on a pregame pod last year and we just could not fathom. We could not think. We could not come up with <laughs> any reason why this Bucks offense could not go in to Washington, Washington, the commanders whom I prefer to call the commandees and completely wreak havoc. John Ledyard, one of the greatest minds of football, could not come up with any reason. And we sat there thinking and brainstorming and couldn't think of anything besides the predictions of the Bucks destroying the commanders, right? And then they go to Washington and they get beat. That was terrifying. So there's a lot of similar dynamics here between the Commanders and this Steelers team that's one and four in the AFC North and struggling, struggling to put A and B together. And so that's where I'm going to pivot and say this defense, this Buccaneers defense. I'm sorry, Devin White. Don't get bored. Do not get bored. Do not get sleepy. Do not get tired. Do not get lax. Take your electrolytes. Do your TB12 and say your prayers because you better show up for all four quarters on Sunday.